Hey everybody, your favorite boy mom here and you have once again stepped into the hallway. So for those of you who are visiting me here on live, hey, how you doing? We are also recording our podcast at the same time. Um, Last week, you guys did not receive any content from me, although I did go live for a little bit. Um, I never really posted anything. There was a lot going on. It was just mentally draining with everything, given everything that's been going on in the world lately. So I kind of just took that time, you know, for myself and my boys to kind of get through, explain some things to them and, you know, help them through that situation. But we are back and I am ready to dive in head first. This week, we are talking about toxic relationships. Now, while it may be a very touchy subject for some and, you know, probably not so touchy for others, it's something that needs to be discussed. Okay, quiet as it's kept. All of us at some point have probably been in one. And by the end of this podcast, if you do not know whether or not you have been in one, there may be some things or some key triggers that I might say that may go off that may make you sit back and think, hmm, maybe I have and I just didn't recognize the signs and I didn't know it. So let's get straight to it, all right? Uh, Any questions you guys may have on this live, post them here. I will make every attempt to make sure that I'm paying attention to answer your questions. Those of you who are listening directly from my podcast, you can send your email requests to me and I will answer your questions there. If we need to address this topic again, do a part two. We'll cross that bridge when we get to it, all right? So I decided to look up the definition of toxic without just coming into the podcast and just saying, oh, this is what toxic means to me. I'm gonna give it to you straight, raw, uncut, exactly the way that Webster gave it to me, all right? So according to Webster, He defined toxic as containing or being poisonous material, especially when capable of causing death. That's a little deep. Now, when we couple toxic relationships with the definition of toxic, what is it that we get? We usually can pinpoint a relationship that is manipulative, controlling, blaming, disrespectful, Um, And that's just a small list of things that is taken from the large list of things that that we would use to define a toxic relationship. So the list gets much greater of these descriptive qualities of toxic relationships, but we are only going to stay in this area right here. However, no matter how you put it, what the definition is, or what it is that you feel like the meaning of toxic is to you, when it comes down to relationships, the common denominator for all things toxic in a relationship is the fact that it is toxic. There is no getting around it. Walks like a duck, talks like a duck. Baby, my mama told me, it's a duck, all right? Can't tell me nothing else about it. That's just what it is. So I'm sure there are quite a few of us that are probably guilty of staying in toxic relationships for far longer than we should have. I'm sure we've seen the signs, things that probably just weren't any good to us. We, however, stayed there for whatever the case might be. It could have been because we felt like we could change the behaviors of whatever it was that was going on in the relationship that was creating the toxic environment. Or it could have just been simply because of the fact that we just do some crazy things for love. Ain't no getting around it. We all know that at some point we have been in love with somebody that we were willing to do anything for. It didn't matter what the consequences were, how it made us look, how it made us sound, or how it made us feel. When we were in love, we did some stuff that we probably shouldn't have been doing. Should have been out of it a long time ago. 
Um, but that's neither here here nor there. Out of it, we're going to forget it. I just want you to understand so that next time you can recognize it if it comes up. Um, I have learned from my own experiences that staying in a toxic relationship that cannot be saved or improved is detrimental to my mental health. That's just my own personal experience, okay? Me staying in a relationship that was no good for me um, caused a number of different things to happen. I got really skinny. I lost a lot of weight. Um, I was always sick. I was stressed out. It was just a whole lot that was going on in a toxic relationship that I recognize now as being toxic. But when I was there, I felt like it wasn't toxic. You couldn't tell me nothing. I was in love. I loved him. Nothing about it was wrong. I was as small as a toothpick, but you couldn't tell me that where I was was unhealthy because of what I felt and how I felt. And my parents have always told me that we can always give you advice. We can make the recommendations. They can tell you who they don't like, but we all know as adults, we make our own decisions about who it is that we want to be in love with, okay? As bad as it may be, I love him. This is who I want. I'm grown. You can't tell me what to do. That's just what our mindset is. And if you're saying that that's not the case, you're lying. Okay? So I spent, I spent plenty of times crying in situations or beating myself up trying to figure out what it was that was wrong with me. What it was that was causing this particular relationship that I was in to be so toxic. I had so many questions about myself. I would stand in the mirror and ask, like, well, what am I doing wrong that would cause you to act or react the way that you're currently reacting to me? Um, is it how I look? Is it the way that I speak? Is it the way that I carry myself? There were just a number of different things that caused me to question who I was as a person. Um, looking back on it, I can say that I don't feel like it was anything wrong with me per se, but that particular person who I was in a relationship with, I can now identify had not healed from past hurts. So he came into a relationship with past hurts and there were just certain things that I did or said that was a trigger for him because of where he had been or where he had come from. We all experience those exact same things. We just have to determine whether or not those particular things is going to make our current relationship as toxic as our last. Um, you're probably thinking like, well, what do you mean we do those same things? Um, we're currently in a relationship. Ladies, we recognize patterns. I always tell my significant other, red flag patterns for me are red flags. If you do something now that triggered me before, it immediately takes me to a place where I'm like, er, wait, let me figure out what's going wrong. Because I saw this before, and when I saw it before and I didn't recognize it, it caused this, this, and this to happen. So now when I see it, I know to address it so that it doesn't go further along. Um, and that's kind of what the same thing was for me in that toxic relationship. There were certain things that I did that he was familiar with his ex doing. And although I wasn't moving the same way, it reminded him of something. So he reacted a certain type of way that caused our relationship at that time to be toxic AF. If you don't know what it mean, text somebody in your group chat, ask your homegirl, just text them and say, what does AF mean? And then fill in a blank, all right? Um, but that was that situation. Um, Looking back now, I can tell you never again will that be something that I go through. You guys are probably noticing that I'm looking down, but I got notes here just so I can make sure I don't miss any key points that I wanted to make sure I brought out. 
Um, but looking back, never again. I can say that I would never allow myself to be in that situation or stay in a relationship that I identify as toxic from the beginning just for the sake of what it is that I feel. I just can't do it. Um, I also now know that that wasn't for me. Some people just aren't happy with themselves. And no matter what you do, what it is that you bring to the table or how you make somebody feel, if they aren't happy with themselves, there is nothing that you can do that is going to change exactly what it is that they feel about themselves in that current moment. I don't care how much I love you, how much I do for you, how much I give you, how much I support you, how much I'm in your corner. If you don't feel a way about yourself, there's nothing that I can do that is going to make you feel any differently than what you currently feel. And that's just that. I learned that happiness for me had to come from me. I had to first be happy with myself before I was able to successfully be happy with anybody else. Um, If you aren't happy with how you look, sometimes it bothers you to see somebody else that's comfortable in their own skin. Um, And I'm just here to tell you that, baby, that is not my problem. If you are uncomfortable with something about you, you can't be upset because somebody else um, feels a way or they feel comfortable about the thing that you struggle with. We're all different. Um, being in toxic relationships, yes, relationships with an S, you know, more than one, because clearly we don't learn our lesson the first time around. Um, and that's just not my story. There have been a few people that I have talked to, you know, round one, we understand that it's toxic. We go back, we do it again, or we end up in another relationship that also turns out to be toxic, but we don't abort mission. We just stay in it. We keep going you know, and act like we don't understand or we don't know or we don't see the signs that this is going downhill. We ignore every red flag, you know, pass, go, don't collect the $200. We just, we're going for it, even though we see the signs ahead of time. Um, But being in a toxic relationship or relationships taught me a few things. Um, A, I learned to take the high road. Um, Once I discovered that there was a serious problem, I learned that everything did not need a response. Now, any of you guys who know me know I'm usually always nine times out of 10 going to say whatever I feel. Um, And I probably shouldn't, but that's just how it is. If you know me, you know, I shoot straight from the hip. It ain't no beating around the bush. I'm going to tell you whatever it is, but I had to train myself and teach myself that everything did not deserve a response. There were times that I had to learn to kind of sit back and, you know, just review the situation. Um, you know, there were times that you would, somebody would snap over certain situations in my toxic relationships. Um, and I just had to respond. I taught myself however that everything didn't need a response um and being in that i learned that sometimes responding only made the situation worse um there were certain things that i would do that would be a trigger i had to learn to either steer away from doing those things or wait until i was out of the environment with said person so that i wouldn't get the response that i had become accustomed to which i now recognize as being toxic af 
Hopefully you text somebody by now and you know what the AF stands for so that when I say it, you can go ahead and say it with me. It's toxic AF. Um, but it took a lot of hard work for me to be able to stay positive in negative situations. Um, it didn't come easy. It took a lot of time. It took a lot of practice. It took a lot of self-control for me to learn how to remain positive when the situation that I was in was so negative. Um, because for those of you who once again know me, if you, I give you usually what I get. So if you want to be sarcastic, then baby, allow me to introduce you to sarcastic 3.0. But I had to learn to kind of turn that off and switch it over, whatever. I'm used to giving you whatever it is that I get. Um, but that also taught me that no response was in fact a response. Me not saying anything oftentimes said everything. And me being silent was very often me being, I'm sorry, me being so loud in the situation. I learned that I didn't have to say much of anything for me to get my point across. So it became something I felt like at this point I had the upper hand in the situation. Um, Toxic relationships, again, this is all just from my experience. I am not giving you a professional opinion. I'm not telling you that this is it by the book. This is just me discussing toxic relationships with you from my own personal experience in said toxic relationships from the past. Um, But toxic relationships tend to come with some form of abuse. Now, before everybody get to, you know, jump in off the deep end, Let me be very clear when I say to you that abuse is not always physical. Most people hear abuse and the first thing that you think is somebody put their hands on you, they touching you, we fighting. Um, Abuse is not always physical. Abuse comes in many different forms. There is verbal abuse, there is emotional abuse, there is psychological abuse. Um, Hitting somebody that you're in a relationship with is not the only way for you to experience um, abuse from somebody that you care for. Things that you may not even consider to be abusive, name calling, um, them putting you down. I've been told on more than one occasion that nobody was going to want me because I had three kids and I was a single mom. I am here to tell you that that's a lie. Three kids later, single mom later, that is not the case. There is somebody for everybody. You just have to find your somebody or your somebody has to find you. So yeah, maybe he didn't want me because I had three kids and I was a single mom, but that doesn't make it the testimony for everybody that's, you know, involved in the situation. I have a friend that I have been friends with for, no, a little bit over, well over 10 years. Um, and I remember the first time that I had heard that statement in particular, um, we were having a conversation. He had just randomly hit me up like, Hey, what's up? And I was just kind of like down and out. I was in a funk and he was like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, nothing, man. You know, I'm just thinking about a lot. He was like, what's wrong? Mind you, we've been friends for all of these years. So we kind of understood the dynamic of when we saw each other or when we talked on the phone, like the change in the tone of voice, the way that we respond to messages, something was wrong. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm just going through something. I was like, and he keeps, every time we get into it, he keeps telling me 
you know, ain't nobody going to want to be with you because you got three kids. So he immediately cut me off and he said, look at my brother. He was like, my brother went and married a woman that got kids. What you mean men is not out here, you know, dating and marrying women with kids? He said, look at your daddy. Didn't when your daddy met your wife, she had um, she had her own kids? He was like, it's men out here committing and loving and taking care of and falling in love with women who are single parents with kids. He was like, stop letting that tell you. Uh, for those of you on the podcast, that blank is for you to fill in, okay? He said, stop letting that tell you that ain't nobody going to want you because you got three kids. He was like, wipe your tears, get up, and it's time for you to go ahead and prove, you know, whatever. I had had the same conversation um, with my daddy. And my daddy, for those of you who know my daddy, my daddy is real, you know, I'm about to tell you exactly how it is. I don't care how it makes you feel. I'm going to give it to you the way that I'm going to give it to you. Kind of just like how I am. So in a nutshell, if you have never met Mr. Farmer, You were looking at and listening to Mr. Farmer because we are the same person. But he had told me the same thing. He was like, girl, please. He was like, get up, do what you got to do for you and your kids. You know, this is what it's going to be. And don't let nobody tell you what the next person ain't going to do. You feel me? Um, So I kind of just like took it for what it was, got up, put my big girl panties on and decided that I just had to do whatever it was for me. Um... That statement, though, in particular, it would get to me. Like, I would spend a lot of time alone crying, thinking to myself, like, damn, I got three kids. Like, I'm really about to be out here with three kids, with nobody for the rest of my life. Like, I'll never be in a relationship. I won't be happy. I'm a single mom with three kids. It's no possible way. Like, that played over and over and over. It was always something that just came to me. To the point that even when guys would approach me, um, with the intent to date, to talk, to be whatever, in the back of my head, it will play like, this man don't really want nothing to do with me with three kids. Like, it got to be some underlying intention. That was always my mindset. Um, but eventually, I kind of just got up out of that funk. Uh, I came to the realization that at some point, some man, somebody is going to A, fall for not only me, but fall for my kids too. Um, I've always been a firm believer when dealing with anybody. I don't come alone. I am a package deal. So you have to be accepting of me and the tribe that comes with me because you don't just get me and not get them. Um, And that was just my mindset. I focused on myself, you know, just working every day. It was wake up, work, home, school, kids, wake up, work, home. That was my thing because I didn't want anybody to throw me off track. I didn't even want to make the mistake of falling for somebody else who so happened to be toxic um, and end up in that same state or mindset because of what it had done to me mentally. Um, But my sisters and my mom, they always assured me that I was that woman, for a better choice of words. Um, My mindset now, though, is so different, especially because I now know that those words that were said to me while in that toxic relationship didn't ring true. Although it tore me down, it beat me up, it made me feel a certain type of way, I now know in my current state that what I was experiencing then was just a form of verbal abuse for somebody to make me feel like I was less than what I actually was. 
Um, I have friends that I have confided in that I have known for years. Um, One of those friends in particular just so happens to be in the mental health field. Um, And this person in particular, she saw me when I went through that phase of my toxic relationship. Um, I was sick. I was losing weight. I was avoiding events. I was avoiding friends. I was avoiding family. Um, My phone would ring. I wouldn't answer it. People would invite me to stuff. I wouldn't go out. Um, I was just, you know, in my shell, dealing with my own toxic experience um, that I really just didn't know how to deal with. If I'm honest with you, I think I understood and I recognized that what I was going through was toxic, but I also didn't know how to approach or how to speak to or let anybody know that that was what I was experiencing out of fear of a if I tell my daddy that this is what I'm going through he gonna pull up what's up what's the problem what's going on um I didn't want to tell my friends and then they feel like okay why are you there because a lot of us as women and now I'm talking to the women we do a very good job of looking down on the next woman for going through something that we went through. A woman can say that she's in a relationship and the dude hit her or he treats her a certain type of way. And our very first reaction is never to listen with the intent to understand exactly what it is that they're going through. But we're listening, waiting for our moment to respond to be like, oh, you stupid. I wouldn't have never did nothing like that. Oh, it couldn't have been me. But nine times out of 10, it has been you, but because you have gone through it and you have come out of it successfully, we now feel like we are better than and we're looking down on the next person that's going through it. Um, So it's really hard to even kind of relate to women or talk to women within your circle sometimes about what it is that you're going through out of fear that they're going to be judgmental. Um, so you have to find your person that you feel comfortable with, with talking to, to help you kind of through the situation. Um, and this friend in particular, I think it kind of just worked like, because we were friends before she even became licensed and ended up in that field. So I was always able to just reach out and talk. Um, she never judged me. She never made fun of the situation. Um, and if I'm honest with you, I never heard it again from anybody else that was in our circle. Um, I went to her, I confided in her, and she kind of just gave me the tools that I needed to get through. She would give me advice, certain things, situations, but the same thing came up from her, from my sisters, from my mom, from my dad. You aren't going to leave until you are ready to leave. I don't care how many times you text me, call me, tell me, you need to get out of it. That man ain't no good for you. He not doing you no good. You need to go. We aren't gonna leave until we feel like we're ready to go. Um, And because of that, a lot of times we tend to stay in situations for far longer than we should. Because for me, those of you who have been listening to my podcast, um, I believe my first or second episode was growing up church. So for me, I couldn't leave because A, I grew up in the church. And now I was afraid to go back and say I failed as a woman. Um, I failed as a wife. I failed as a mother that I just couldn't do it. I couldn't go back to my church roots and my church upbringing and be like, oh my God, I failed, I'm leaving, I'm taking my kids and I'm going out of fear of what the church was gonna say to me. I mean, and if I'm honest with you, I probably shouldn't have even cared what the church thought because the church were the same people who when I got pregnant with my son out of wedlock was ready to cut me off and cast me away to wherever. 
So I don't even understand why I felt like I had, I owed them so much loyalty or so much respect about what it was that I was going through that I couldn't even go in and be like, look, I messed up. Um, I read a meme not too long ago and it was like, uh, marriages are like pancakes. It's no shame in throwing out the first one if it turns out messed up. So yeah, I tried to do things the right way. Um, I even, you know, stayed in it far longer than I should have. Like I said, out of embarrassment, I could not bring myself to go back to my parents and be like, look, I know I messed up and I had this baby out of wedlock. I also know I messed up and I'm coming to y'all now saying, look, I want to separate. I want to divorce, whatever the case might be. But this just is what it is right now. This day, this time, the Linda that you see and you're listening to right now, I get up and go knock on my parents during a heartbeat and be like, I'm leaving. It's wrong. I ain't going to do it. I am just a believer. You know, everybody's like, well, when you get married, God doesn't condone divorce. But I'm also 100% certain that he wouldn't want me to stay in a relationship that isn't healthy for me. Um, Being hit on, being verbally abused, being talked about, none of that. When we go into those I do's and there's somebody that's watching on my live who I know has also been married before, who is also divorced and has a kid out of her marriage. When we go and we say those I do's, we say it with the intent that we are going to honor the vows that come along with it for better or for worse and sickness and in health till death do us part. Um, but I don't feel like my for better or my for worse included me getting hands put on me, me getting beat up, me getting put out, me being talked about, me being mistreated, me being verbally abused, been down talked on a whole lot of things that came into it that just wasn't a part of the vows for me. So I made my own decision. A lot of people don't agree with it. A lot of people in the church don't agree with it, but on judgment day, I deal with God about it. We'll talk about it when I get to the pearly white gates and you know, he'll tell me how he feel. But for me, I had to make sure that I was out of it. My daddy always told me he, when he would tell me to leave, my daddy would say, I don't want to get a phone call that I need to come and identify a body because you scared to leave this. Um, and that kind of rang true for me. Like what if my daddy ends up having to come and you know, identify who I am because this situation got out of hand or it went too far. Um, but that's just what it was. So I left. Um, that being said, everybody needs to find their person. So here's a few rules that I made for myself. Rule number one, sis, do not. Okay. It's not even a real rule, but just because I now recognize what it is that I was experiencing Um, do not argue with a man who can't even open up a bank account. Okay. I'm not arguing with nobody that I'm in a relationship with that can't even do adult things. A lot of people is probably laughing, but that's just me being real, sir. You are one payday loan away from being broke. And I am just not about to have this conversation with you. If I got to go, I got to go. Caleb is here. He is interrupting his podcast, but we are almost done. Yeah, I watch the job. <laughs> I watch TV. Okay. Um, rule number two: Any man that talks down on you or to you is not for you. Yeah. I honestly believe that if you really love the person yeah. that you are with, you are not going to do anything that is going to cause any type of harm to them. Physical verbal none of that you wouldn't want to talk down on the person that you were in love with because you wouldn't want them to feel anything less than that love that you have for them 
granted, yeah, we're going to have disagreements. We are going to not always get along. But once we get to the point that we need to disrespect each other, put our hands on each other, talk about each other, or start saying all types of strange things, all the respect and everything for that relationship has completely gone out of the door. And at that point, it is time to go. Um, Let me end on a good note by saying that I have never been as happy as I currently am. Um, I spent a long time, a lot of time, putting on a fake smile when deep down on the inside I was miserable showing up to family functions smiling when deep down I was unhappy um showing up with my kids dressed looking good from the outside smiling as if everything was okay when deep down I was hurting I was miserable I was unhappy um I was afraid I was terrified I was uncomfortable Um, In my skin, I was uncomfortable in the relationship. I was uncomfortable in the scenarios. I spent a lot of time pretending just solely on the fact that I felt like I had this persona or this figure that I had to uphold in front of everybody because I didn't want anybody to look at me as a failure. Um, But now I can say 100% without a doubt, I am happy. Um, And I know that it's genuine and that it's real because the people around me can see it. Um, My little sister was one person that I always vented to about whatever situation I was going through. I don't care what it was, what time I called, what time I text. She would answer the phone and that's who I would speak to about it. Um, And then I started randomly, once I let it all go, I started randomly getting like text messages and phone calls from my sister Like, you know what? Happy looks good on you. And sometimes I couldn't even respond. I would just smile. Um, And I'm a little choked up, but I'm not going to cry. But I'm a little choked up because when I think about what it is that I went through, um, I realize now that I probably didn't have to go through it. I was so desperate and so eager to feel loved and wanted by somebody that I allowed myself to stay in a situation that just wasn't any good for me. I am encouraging you to find your person. If you are experiencing anything that we talked about in this podcast, any sort of abuse of any sort, I am encouraging you to find your person. Um, A few things that helped me that I hope will help many of you who are either experiencing a toxic relationship or many of you who have now heard this podcast and feel like you are in a toxic relationship, seek help. I don't care if you get it from a family member, if you get it from a friend, even if you go and get it from a professional, stop letting people tell you that us going to see therapists is not good. So many black people, and that's who I'm going to address, both men and women feel like the moment that we make a decision to go see a therapist, that there's something wrong with us. And we have to get that out of our minds. Seeing a therapist does not make you as if you have a problem maybe you can't speak to your family or friends sometimes it's better for us to go to somebody who's not um biased I guess about the situation somebody who doesn't know us who doesn't have a personal opinion about us it's a lot easier for us to go and talk and express ourselves to them and get a professional opinion as opposed to you going and talking to your home girl or talking to somebody in your family and you having to hear Oh, I told you so, or you should have been left or whatever the case might be. Um, For those of you who need a professional, 
to assist you or walk you through or guide you or give you a referral to somewhere, um, I am going to, at this point, give y'all some black girl magic, all right? I told you guys that I had a friend that worked in the mental health field. She specializes in mar- I'm sorry, she specializes in marriage and family therapy as well as professional and clinical counseling. Um, you can send her an email if you need any sort of help. Um, let her know whatever the problem is. If she can't help you, she can definitely refer you to someone who can. Um, her email address is shardell.thetherapist at gmail.com. That's S-H-A-R-D, like David, E-L dot the therapist at gmail.com. Um, we don't have very many black professionals in the field. Um, she is somebody that I trust. She is very professional. You guys can reach out to her anonymously if you like. Explain to her whatever the problem may be. If you need any sort of help, um, if she can help you, she can. If she cannot, she will definitely refer you out to someone who can. She has the resources. She has access to the resources and the tools that you may need to help you either escape the toxic relationship that you are in um, or walk you through or talk you through some of your toxic experiences that you have had in past relationships that maybe you haven't healed from. Um, for me, my person was my little sister. Um, for you, your person may be a professional in the field. It may be a family member. I don't care who it is. Find you a person. We do not have to suffer in toxic relationships any longer. Find your person, communicate, talk to them and let them walk you through it. Um, whatever bad situation that you are in, whatever it is that you are experiencing, I encourage you to talk to somebody, get it out and escape as soon as you possibly can. And remember this, having kids with the person does not mean that you have to stay. I don't know what the stigma is. I know we want to see black families stay together, but if it is not healthy, having babies does not give you a reason to stay somewhere that is unhealthy for you, your mental health, and your well-being. Um, I want you guys to know that if there is any physical or emotional abuse, you need to extricate yourself from the toxic relationship sooner than later, before things got out of hand, before things get too late. Um, I want to thank you guys for listening, for stepping into the hallway. If you have any questions, concerns, comments that you may want to address to me, you can email me at boymomx3 at yahoo.com. That's the letter B, the number zero, the letter Y, M-O-M-X-3 at yahoo.com. For those of you, again, who may need to reach out to a professional regarding anything, um, your mental health is important. Her email again is shardell.thetherapist at gmail.com. I want to thank you guys for stepping into the hallway. It's been real. Thank you for rocking with me. Everybody who logged into my live, thank you guys so much. I will see you.